9.15 p.m. Monday, August 15th, 2011. Here we are with episode 26 of Wicked Happy... Fun time. Thank you, Cheese. How you doing? I'm doing... It's been a, <laughs> it's been a long day. I'm doing good, though. Well, we'll just tell... We'll just... I, I'm really, really happy to be here, and I'm very excited about our guest today, Bombs. I'm very excited, too. We have Tony Gallagher, producer extraordinaire... But not just producer, executive producer, reality show. Big time. Big time. Hollywood producer, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, we have That's to say that. That's what it says on my card. Big time <laughs> Hollywood producer. One of my favorite business cards of all time. Because my company is called Big Time Hollywood Productions. Is it an LLC? <laughs> is it an S-Corp? It's an S-Corp. It is? Yes. What's that? We need to talk to you about that. Who the hell knows? Yeah, just, I don't know. You just leave it up to it. my accountant. It's yeah, just, exactly. It's just a way to pay my taxes. Yeah, whatever. It's just I think I am a nerd. The, the lawyer will tell. Yeah, the lawyers will tell you that. Tony, one of the original big-time Hollywood reality producers, way back in uh, Real World. Was yes, it? the beginning. Yes. As we were just discussing. Yeah, we actually were, did record this podcast. I'll stop pretending like we didn't yeah, do this we, before. We recorded it, it's about a charade. A yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a facade, a facade and a charade. And a charade and a charade and a facade. I messed up. I messed up for the first time ever. We did a false start. We did a half hour of recording and we uh, we weren't recording. Take so. two. Take two. So here we go. But nevertheless... Um, <laughs> I was telling these guys how way back in 1992, almost 20 years ago, I uh, started on The Real World Los Angeles, which was the second season of a show that is now in probably its twenty-fifth or something season. And what did you? What were you on that on that show? I was called a story editor, which meant the footage that rolled in from the field. I watched it and helped decide what went in each show. Big old VHS tapes, right? They, they were big old yes. VHS tapes. Yeah. I was thinking wow. about that when I was going to talk about the history of reality TV. Even if you had two or three camera angles, you had a separate VHS tape for each one, and we had closets full of them. Oh my god, I can imagine like you know, just how many boxes you've had and, and what happens to the footage from uh, is there like the, is the footage burned at the end of the seasons or what happens I don't know I think... in fairness <laughs> it must be burned no evidence <laughs> cleanse I have to say I've worked for companies that they do put, they put everything away in boxes so probably some of those old tapes do still exist somewhere yeah someone's Iron like, like right like you know like holding on to them like it's in the know. same place as the Ark in the Indiana Jones movie <laughs> that, that big warehouse perfect and you open up one of those trunks and who knows what will come out and get Go- you the ghost of Snooky yeah. <laughs> see we need to work Snooky in in both yeah. tapes yeah yeah did the exactly. first one this one yeah. wasn't as good Right. Oh, but I'm excited. Actually, I have stolen used DV tapes from, I'm not going to say where. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, you know, you're going to reveal this? They were uh, all shot DV tapes because, you know, those things aren't cheap. Right. They especially weren't, right. uh, well, now they are, uh, four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Not so much. And so there was a huge box of them. I just took them home. And, and you taped over yeah, old just interviews. Tape, yeah, yeah, yeah like that. great quality, right? Yeah. So it doesn't. Doesn't have any like. Glitches. It's not exactly the Godfather, you know. It doesn't really need to be preserved for everything for the rest of the, <laughs> the humanity, you know. Right. The uh, the quality does deteriorate if you do it too many times. The weather over at, over two times, I think it would be. Yeah, yeah it, problem. It gets bad. It gets tell bad. that to my mom who's been having VHS tapes that she's been using since the seventies. She's still using. Really? <laughs> Occasionally. Is she recording things on VHS? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Wow. I think so. Wow. That's incredible. I still got the Cannonball Run. Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Nice on VHS. On VHS, I just can't, I can't 
do it. I can't throw that away. I can't throw away The Last Crusade. Crazy. No, no, you can't. Well, I can't. Until... Not, it's not going to well, happen. And you can't throw away the old, right, the old Star Wars because they're not the same anymore. I have the... I have the three-pack, too, of the Star Wars. It's true. You have the original? VHS, yeah. I mean, uh, it it would just be a blessing if they could come out with the original But it's hard to find a VHS player nowadays. Yeah. Oh, I actually have one. Valley Village. Or uh, Salvation Army, I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can find them. eBay, I bet you can find some really good ones. But I do have one. I still watch VHS tapes that uh, were never duplicated into DVDs, so... There old, you go. yeah, old like you know, dazzling dunks and basketball bloopers and greatest sports <laughs> follies from the from the eighties. He's awesome. on fire, yeah, it, dude. <laughs> that was NBA. That jams. was NBA Jam, that but was... <laughs> that was nineties. That was nineties. I do still have Abs of Steel on VHS. Oh man, yeah. does this? Does we it can still... tell. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it may be from fifteen years ago, but it still works. So uh, we uh, we were talking about that you were on. That, are the, that you are uh, producing The Real Housewives. I am producing, I'm the co-executive producer of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Applause piped in now. <laughs> this show is a phenomenon. It is. It's exciting to be finally involved in a phenomenon. What is this the biggest show you've ever worked on? I mean, in a while, maybe, at least? Well, the real world was big for what it was at the time, and I guess it still exists, so it's big for that reason. But as far as kind of a hit show, Dr. 90210 on the E! channel was kind of quite popular. That's right. I did about six seasons of it. You were with him for a while. I was Mm. with him for a while. Well, not with him. Oh, not what I heard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What about on Fiji? Fiji was another show that you listeners won't get to hear about, alas. But, um, yeah, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it, it shocked even us. I worked on Orange County prior to that, and that's been around for seven seasons now. That's incredible. But uh, Beverly Hills went through the roof, and, and I, we're loving it. Wow. I love, Bombs, that you asked on take one about uh, behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, behind, well, first I wanted to ask, because my, you know, the standard questions from my dad when he, when I, every time I come home, you know, reality TV, oh, it's scripted, right? So, is reality TV scripted? And I always like to tell people who ask that, is that it depends on the show. Right. I think if you watched The Hills or, what, Laguna Beach, you can tell that it's shot like a movie. You can tell right. that it is, it's not down and dirty. You can tell that they're very mannered and they've been told what to say. Um, I haven't really worked on many shows like that. The shows that I've worked on, either, like Real World, you're shooting 24 hours a day and you never tell them what to do, or you have appointment shooting and you might say, we're coming to your house Wednesday night, can you save your conversation about having another baby until we're there? Right. But it's stuff that's really happening in their lives, and we let them tell us what they want to do. Yeah. And we then follow it. And, you know, if somebody says they want to have a dinner party, we go to their dinner party. We don't tell them what to do at the dinner party. Sometimes it's fantastic. Sometimes it's a whole episode. Sometimes you flush it down the toilet. You just make sure they get drunk. Yeah. Yeah, And it works out. Exactly. Is there ever a case where you would use, uh, no, I guess you can't because they'd be wearing something else, obviously, but, uh, you know, something from another Hello. dinner party to, like, you know, you cut it in, you know, use footage from other days, Tony other times. Tony wouldn't do that. Tony wouldn't do right. that. Who says I wouldn't do that? Of yeah. course I would do that. Have you ever Franken-bited? Of course I have Franken-bited. <laughs> I have Franken-bitten. I have Franken-bin-bitten. Um... Franken-biting is when somebody is doing an interview and you take one piece of a sentence and add it to another piece of a sentence to create a new sentence. Ah. It's alive! (laughs) 
And sometimes if you listen really carefully, you can hear the cut in the shows. So you always work hard to hopefully not hear that cut or the change in the audio. Because sometimes it could be an interview from March and another interview from, you know, June. And you can put them together. Um, But we were talking about this before. It's like there's an ethical line that some reality TV producers have. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying it's a strong line, but I always like to keep this story somewhat true to what really happened. So I may create a line, but it's only for clarity or to explain something that maybe they didn't explain so well themselves. But you you did say that you do say, uh, you know, someone who has said, I will not cheat on so-and-so, saying you will cut that out, the not. I won't, but I have heard of producers that... Oh, producers that will do that. Producers but will you won't do that. Do that. Okay. Yeah, on Temptation Island, a guy said, I will not cheat on my girlfriend. You can very easily cut out the word not, so the guy will say, <laughs> I will cheat on my girlfriend. Amazing. And that could be done. And these people sign waivers that say, you know, you can do anything you want with their lives. Wow. Yeah, they, and there's yeah, they nothing they can do. They do sign it away. They do. So, yeah, that's well, very invasive. I the thing, though, with Housewives and some of these other shows is that you have to deal with those people again next season. So you can't really ruin their lives too much. Sure. You can't be too untruthful. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Or they won't want to work with you They're again. Or they won't trust you. Or they won't they, they won't perform next season. On a show like The Real World, we have a new cast every season. You can do whatever you want with them because you're not going to have to work with them again. So they just sit like, right, they're mad at you. They just sit there in silence, you yeah. know. Silent treatment on camera, like, yee. They're never heard of again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're out. <laughs> the drama of. needs to continue it does so that is another kind of weird line you have to deal with is how bad can you make somebody look even if they're that bad but sometimes you gotta throw them a bone so they'll come back again and still right. work with you right sure absolutely and your favorite reality show of all time Tony that I've worked on or? ever 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 yeah, yeah just for any mm-hmm. oh I didn't work on it but the first season of Survivor mm-hmm. yeah I incredible was Huge mm. fan of that. I thought that was really a brilliant show. I didn't care much after season two or three. I think I liked the premise, but I didn't really need to see the premise again and again and again. We get sure. it. They're in their underwear. They're hungry. Yeah. yeah okay. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. That was something really new and fresh at the time, but now I don't know that that many new and fresh things are coming down the pike. Yeah. But as long as something they keeps coming stop. down the pike, I'm happy. They won't stop. <laughs> Please stop. I like the work, so I don't care. Keep them coming. Keep those housewives coming. Yeah. <laughs> Real housewives of Pacoima. I am there. <laughs> Real housewives of Catalina. Wherever. <laughs> wherever there are housewives, I will go. <laughs> they don't even have to be housewives. Half of them aren't married. <laughs> I was actually, uh, I heard they're coming out with the Real Housewives of Chernobyl, which I'm very excited about. Is this going to be a bad joke? Is that... <laughs> I think you just Three need, women, six heads. I think you, have, you need to change the tense and that. This um, is a bad joke. Oh, yeah. Uh, it killed the comedy store. Tony, what, you said something uh, early on. You're not um, going to tell the Chernobyl joke now? Well, that was the joke. I mean, it's... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing we, work in, yeah. <laughs> think we work in reality TV. It's hot in here. It's hot in here, isn't it? Hot. Oh, we're not recording now either. Oops. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> joke doesn't exist. <laughs> You've never been a PA. Uh, incorrect. Ah. Sorry. Uh-oh. Not in reality TV, Not I haven't been a PA. I was a PA for Gracie Films, which was James L. Brooks's company. Still is, I guess. 
Um, they were making the movie Broadcast News at the time and starting The Simpsons. Ooh, whoa. Wow, that's huge. Whoa. Yeah, I was thinking Gracie Films where I know that from. Obviously, the end from of The Simpsons. From the 28 seasons yeah, of The no Simpsons. Yeah, no kidding, right? Wow. At least, yeah, everybody should know that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Got any stories for us from the... Uh, I mean, you're not on the front lines of all the shows, of course. Right. But... I, I enjoy the fact that there are crazy people who are willing to be on camera for television's sake. And I'm really happy that usually I'm not in the position where I have to deal with them face to face. So that's the executive producer does that. And on this particular show, I'm the co-executive producer. So I get to sit back in a very nice air conditioned office and watch these people. Oh, fantastic. And make stories out of them. And, and, and have your own reality show within the office. Hello. Sure, sure. Hello, inter-office <laughs> communications. <laughs> <laughs> You nailed it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Nailed it. Has Bob's ever worked in an office? I have once. He's Would you built, like? He, he's built a fake office for a commercial. Yeah, yeah. Right, I right. think that counts. Would you like to know the office that I worked in? The one office I worked in was uh, is a great story. Actually, was uh, Michael Mann. Oh yeah. I worked in Michael Mann's office just down the street. Um, they were filming Collateral at the time. Mm-hmm. My other roommates. Um, from way back was a PA was official PA on that show got me on as a just like a fill in uh, office uh, was it just like a you know office he doesn't clerk. even know the term I don't even know the term really exactly it was that long he ago he got me a job as a desk I think I'm not really I, sure I was a desk I was actually was a ballpoint pen and yeah. ball. I don't really know <laughs> and, and there was terms. something about coffee I had to wear pleated uh, khakis great uh, as a great story actually so they put me um, on Saturday on mostly Sundays and Michael Mann's, as Michael Mann's secretary, mm-hmm. I was his secretary and I would take his calls. But the thing is like, he was just a raging maniac. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, the person would be like, all right, you make his coffee. It's gotta be with eight scoops. And it's like this like insanely ridiculous black <laughs> coffee that I'm making this like sludge. And it's like, that's gotta be ready every morning. And, uh, I've got, you know, it's like just a whole different process of like delivering these little DV tapes of things and whatever else. Um, but in the end, it was a great experience. Got you know, got to see Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx, who were in the movie. Um, they came in on Sundays. They came in on for some readings on Sundays. Oh yeah, they were working really hard on this movie. This was like the the worst thing about it was was that for these people, um, the office would run during the day and partly at night. But their shoot, they had about a two months straight. At night, the whole movie takes place shoots. at night. Exactly, the whole movie is at night. Yeah. So they had to shoot at night. And just incredible stuff. But the best experience I had was I got to go out to Aqua Dulce to a landing strip they had for, for you know, just as a tiny, tiny little airport. And they did, they practiced the crash scene from that movie. So mm. the guy went up, went to 65 miles an hour, uh, was in a steel caged, you know, car and pumped a, a he did, had a button that pumped a jack when he turned the car mm. that would flip the car over flipped many times into four other cars and uh, got out of it. It was like, all right, cool. No big deal. Was, you know, we had nine different DV cameras set up and it was an amazing experience. Wow. That was my office experience. Not a bad office Not bad experience. for one time. One time. Outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> and I won't tell you what it is, but I got a little memento from that office from another Michael Mann movie and I won't say what it is because it's owned by Warner Brothers. <laughs> was it from Tom Cruise's dressing room? It was from his... Uh, yeah exactly so yeah it was uh it was a great experience anyway tony you've met the jackson brothers yes i have what do you think about them 
I love them. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie Jackson, unusually handsome man. Hmm. Yeah? Who would have thought that Oprah Winfrey and I would have the same crush? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have thought that. I wouldn't have thought that. Usually Oprah and I don't go for the same types. Jackie Jackson? (laughs) He was the oldest Jackson. Okay, how old? He's like 60 now. Okay. But, you know, black don't crack. I mean, I think he <laughs> definitely... Don Stroop line, by the way? <laughs> well, That's I, I, a lot of people say that. Oh, okay. But um, he probably has had some work done, but much better work than his brother Michael ever had done. Um, yeah, he, w- he was kind of a sweetheart and surprisingly handsome. Jermaine, a lot of aftershave, a lot of cologne. And mm. he would give you a hug and you would smell like oh, Jermaine you're Jackson fragrant all day. Have you been with a man? <laughs> no, no, I just hugged him. Yeah. Jermaine Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's okay then. Yes, exactly. I understand. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, Tito, it's just fun to say that you've met Tito Jackson. Yeah, mm. for sure. And uh, and Marlon was the fourth one that I met. Uh, Randy was not willing to be involved in this project, you know, because Randy Jackson, not American Idol Randy Jackson, okay. but Randy Jackson of the Jackson Five oh, where's what's he, where's he these days? Um, night security guard, Ooh, okay, right so aid. Like I don't he just know right what he's aid. up to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he have a good security guard. Yeah. Great like, price at right aid, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I got to go to the um, to the Jackson compound on oh. Havenhurst and Encino. Oh, cool. Saw mom cool. walking around. Had to put on little booties inside the house. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Weird to keep shit it sterile? in that yard. Weird <laughs> shit. Booty, what? Like little, like booties over your shoes. Yeah, over your so shoes, you right? To keep it know, like the tracking. Yeah, no tracking. You could just take off your shoes, like if you had socks on, um, like an Asian domicile. You may have been able to. I don't know, but I still have some booties in my car, just in case. Was I it, stop was by it the extraordinarily like clean? <laughs> do you like in literally? There? <laughs> yeah, I think I do. That's Were fantastic. they keeping it like immaculate? Is that why? I guess booties? so. You know, and you know, it was great. I got some anesthesia while I was there, and um, and uh, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I was like, oh, you got some Jesus juice. Doctor Conrad Murray <laughs> was some just uh, there. Bulgarian horse tranquilizer. Yeah. Yeah. no big deal. You were feeling a little uptight. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, right? You, you go to the you go to the bathroom and you look and like the you know the cabinet for all the prescription yeah. drugs are like whoa and it like falls on you. I don't like, recognize just, anything it's in a here. closet <laughs> I was just looking for an aspirin buried yeah. under a cascade yeah. of pills it was buried under pills at the Jacksons the crazy, the crazy thing is Michael was alive at this point. Oh, wow. It was it was about six months before he died, and the producer, the executive producer of the show, kept saying, oh, Michael Michael might appear. Michael Michael says he'll do it. If the brothers are really into it, Michael will do it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to count on that. Oh, man. I, you know, I was sort of pre-arranging potential story. We were going to go to their hometown of Gary, Indiana, and have them do a bunch of stuff. And it's like, oh, and then Michael might make an appearance. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to sketch that out. I'll just pencil that in. Yeah, I'll pencil like... that in really. So he's riding on that dream that Michael might show up. Yeah. Eh, Unlikely. Yeah. Then it dried up and then he died and then it came back to life, but luckily I'd moved on to another show by then. (laughs) (laughs) I had done what I needed to do, which was interview four or five resurrection. Which is just like everyone in Hollywood suck the deep before it dies. (laughs) It's still milk in there. (laughs) Nourish yourselves while you can. Nobody watched that show. Who cares what the Jackson family's life is like? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I really. I mean, they I didn't are you know it. fifty to sixty something year old men. Who's gonna watch that show? If yeah. only he would have done it right after. If only he would have died during filming. That would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Spoken oh, like a true reality. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. 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 I remember. I remember overhearing uh, a casting director uh, talking with one of uh, her assistants, and they were reviewing potential candidates. And the assistant goes, um, 
this person right here, it's a, it's a multicultural gay couple. She goes, that's amazing. <laughs> and she goes, and one of them has cancer. She goes, I love it. Oh, oh, oh my God. Terrible. That is just brutal. And it sounds really bad, but Tony knows exactly what I'm well, talking about because that goes to the top we, of the list. Right. We do it. It's, I remember after I was finished with Real World, I think it was the Hawaii season, had like a multiracial, alcoholic... Um, you know, sex fiend who loved to run around naked. Oh, and man. I was like, oh, they must be so happy over at that show <laughs> oh, right now. Because the worst, I mean, the curse of reality TV is if you have a dud of a person on it. And trying to exactly. make a dud person interesting is a thankless job, yeah. and you'll never get a good show if you got dud people. Bad. You'd rather have Gary Busey. I'm oh, sorry. I think anything I want... with Gary Busey, I wouldn't want to work with him face to face. Yeah, exactly. Co-executive producer again. Co-executive producer. Right, right. He is good TV. That Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Ray on Doctor Nine O Two One O. Tell us about Doctor Ray. Man. I want to know behind the scenes, Doctor Ray. Well, everyone was beautiful, but everybody could use a bigger boob job, of course. <laughs> oh. I mean, I saw so many boob jobs that, like, if I'm at a restaurant and somebody needs an emergency boob job, I think I could do it. <laughs> or, or if it's, a, or if the restaurant starts to flood, you you just like grab on yeah. the people. You, you and know who flood. to grab. Yeah, yeah. I know where the G's, the G cups are. And I know where. <laughs> oh to grab. my god! But I could totally. I think I could do a trans umbilical um, breast enhancement if I had to, in an emergency only, of course. You know, <laughs> emergency trained. breast enhancement. So I think it's safe to say you've seen more breasts than. <laughs> The average man, by far. Probably, because we saw a lot on that Did show. you touch, too? I saw one surgery in person, but no, I didn't no. I didn't touch any, except when one of our field producers actually got a boob job after the show ended. Really? From Dr. Ray. Uh, Good discount? Yeah, right? I believe uh, zero discount. Oh. Really? Oh, zero yeah. discount? No, no discount? No, no, I meant she paid zero. Is oh, she paid oh. zero. That's I was going to say, like, woof. So that's that's tough, but you know, inspired by the inspired by the show. I don't know if you can say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that time I got LASIK for free working on ten years younger. What? Not gonna lie. Did Not you? Gonna lie. It's true. It's oh, true. I am dude, that's my next step in life. I need LASIK. I'm excited when I get a freaking turkey sandwich at work. Like, did I say LASIK? Eyes. No, I meant teeth whitening. I misspoke. Oh you what? <laughs> That's like that's like a thousand dollars compared to like a hundred dollars. Right. I don't need LASIK. Oh wait, you know what? <laughs> what are you talking? I've never worn glasses. I tried to get LASIK for my wife. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what right. confused me. Oh, okay. And so I got uh, the doctor who gave Bill Clinton his LASIK procedure <laughs> to drop it down to twenty five hundred an eye. That was the deal. Nice. Jeez. Which is well, not a deal. I that's of not course, a deal. as you know, got designer vaginal rejuvenation. Oh. Oh wait, no, I got my asshole bleached. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot which one it was. I, I need to. Can I step out for a moment? I <laughs> no, don't know you going. can't. <laughs> they did bleach anus on that show, right? They did. It was Tabitha Stevens, the porn star. Now, okay, okay so it wasn't like that? you don't go in for a consultation where you like bend down and you're like, do, you're do like, you think it's I need so, bleaching? <laughs> look, it's, it's so, so dirty. I hear bad <laughs> things about the tent and the It's so brown. Look at it. It's terrible. Listeners, the guys are actually acting this out. They are bending over. Yeah, yeah. They, they right. think you can see them. <laughs> we uh, should make a bet. And the loser has to bleach their anus. <laughs> <laughs> Whose is darker? <laughs> you both go in for the consultation. Uh, while getting tased. <laughs> and it's best bleached. podcast ever. <laughs> oh my God. We'll take the whole thing. That's incredible. Yep. Turn um, your brown eye to a white. Ooh. You like to travel. How many places have you been? How many different countries have you traveled to? You know, not as many as certainly some other people, but so I'd like say probably 20? over over twenty, probably. It's, it's not bad. 
That's I know, great. but you know what? When you travel and you meet other travelers and you're like, I'm in Australia for two weeks. And they're like, two weeks? I'm here for three months. Oh, you know? yeah, people are just like, it's like, we Americanos like, do not travel like the rest of the world yeah, yeah. does. Well, but. the Europeans like save up to travel the world a lot yeah. of them, from people in Australia, especially. They're big travelers. There's yeah. a guy I read about who in Germany quit his job as a die caster and uh, ended up traveling the world on his bike. And selling little like uh, like artwork, I guess that he did uh, along the way, and has survived off that. Well, <laughs> Unbelievable! I did, I did go to Australia once and stayed six weeks to see if I could work in reality TV there. Really? But the problem with Australia right. is they have like twenty million people in the entire country. Yeah. Whereas we have like twenty million people in Los Angeles. Sure. <laughs> so they don't need a lot of programming. You know. Oh, is that uh, right? They have very like minimal. They channels. can buy you know all six seasons of Lost. Oh, and they're why, good to go. Why would you make reality TV right. when you could buy Lost? The demand is not <laughs> quite Kangaroos like and koalas. Yeah. Yeah, they, the magic hour. They, they do Big Brother. They do Australian Idol. And when I was there in like 2006, they were running out of people to be on Australian Idol. Oh, my God. I mean, there just aren't enough people. They have to import people to buy <laughs> I don't know where they come from. Amazing. But, I mean, they do have a very small reality TV business there, but not yeah. enough to sustain. And, and we're here. We're like, we're like, oh, our 4 a.m. slot is, is opened up. Let's yeah. fill it. <laughs> I want to know if your book has been published yet, self-published. The book about your adventures down there. My book about my Australian adventures. I loved I, that book. Been on the back burner now for a long time. Mm. I think it, I think it needs a, a good overhaul and rewrite. But it was called A Dingo Ate My Sex Life. <laughs> so if there are any publishers listening, That's it is available. title. And oh it's, it's, it takes place on a rollicking bus tour of Australia with the girl who just wants to get laid, who meets the guy who has sworn off women for the trip. Oh my God. Amazing. Love might blossom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the cameras rolling now. <laughs> but yeah, when you start working in reality TV, it does take a lot of your time and the other creative ambitions sort of get tucked away for mm, uh, the yeah. course of your time working on that show. Sure. But uh, a new literary adventure, actually reality TV based, right? The new novel? The last one? I am thinking about a reality TV-based novel. Because, you know, these chick books, it's always about the girl who works in the fashion industry or the girl who works in Every the time. publishing oh, sure. industry. Yeah. She's a lawyer. Woo! Well, who knows? What kind of single gal knows the reality TV business better than moi? Bingo. And I actually pitched a show years ago called Manhunt, where I was going to send women around the world to figure out where the best men were. Ooh. Gee, I wonder why I wanted that show to happen. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, yeah, really brilliant. And, and the head of HBO, who I pitched to, said, well, are you one of the women? And I was like, no, 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 I'm not one of the women, though I'd be fantastic. But, you know, I'm not going to cry on camera. No. I'm not going to make out on camera. I'm certainly not going to have sex on camera. So I would be a terrible reality TV character, really. I might say mm. witty quips here and there. But, um, right. but that made me think, what if I had to be the star of my own reality show? And I knew I was giving bad material back to the post-production people. <laughs> and they'd have to send somebody out to save my show because I wouldn't be a good enough reality TV character. I love character. it. I love it. Yeah. So that's, that's that story. I don't think I have a good name for it yet, though. Manhunt. Manhunt. There, there, you go. Go. there it is. Done. 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 Yeah. Glad we could help. <laughs> you guys are brilliant. <laughs> On a prediction, where are the best men? <laughs> we'll send you the bell. <laughs> Yeah, where's the where are the sexiest, most interesting men in the world? Hmm, well, I tend to like English speakers. 
Mm. You know, so Close. I'm Close. I'm English, so I'm more like British, British, Irish, Greek. Australian, New Zealand, just red, because red coats. Yeah. <laughs> what saying? Lobster backs. I mean, right I don't up. like to talk about that war. It's still a little fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so are you. Yes. But uh, yes, I prefer English speakers. Oh hey um, Is it like that every week? So <laughs> all you British men listening, single gal over here. Well, not necessarily Put down single, those but bangers yes. and mash and write us an email. Oh, right. yeah. No, bring the bangers and mash. <laughs> Hello, it's bring, contagious. Bring the bangers, <laughs> bring the bangers, and use it as a verb and mash. Right, Take a side of mash. <laughs> oh, um, I love. Uh, you mentioned pitching. You oh, yeah. pitched. Yeah. Many shows, and I it's have. a it's a long road. For it is each. a long and discouraging road because you guys probably know just from living in Hollywood, everybody thinks they have a reality show idea. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And if and if I can't get one off the ground, sometimes, you know, somebody's like, you know, Butcher has an idea and I'm like, wait, if I can't get a show off the ground and I've been doing it for nineteen years, I'm sorry, Mr. Butcher, you're probably have a, gonna have a pretty hard time Damn. getting that one off the ground. He's like, No, yeah. but I chop meat really good. And well, <laughs> nowadays though they will yeah. make a show about anything. Well I that's mean, it's char- it's it's characters. all character based. So yeah. you right. know, it, it doesn't really matter. So if he's the world's most it. charismatic butcher and he's hilarious. Well it, it has to be like character based and doesn't like I mean, you know, have to be something about like, I, I mean, it's either like drama or money, right? It's like, yeah, that's drama pretty much or true. Money. But like, like for instance, we money. were talking about Tabitha Stevens who got her butthole bleached on Doctor Nine O Two One O. Right. Great character, former porn star, still semi porn star, I think, um, but a delight. And she was living in Utah in a town of like five hundred people, half of whom were Mormon, and she and her boyfriend were going to be shooting a western. An erotic western out Ooh. there, hey and now. I thought, giddy up, yeah, what a great show! <laughs> I mean, how does this town react to a porn star living in their midst? You know, and I Amazing. thought for sure E or VH1 would have scooped that up immediately, especially E because they liked her on. Dr. It sounds Night like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, right. That's what you'd think, but then you know they were against porn stars at the time just because of advertising backlash and stuff sure. like that. Mm. So you know that never went anywhere. I pitched it to Spike, and they said our viewers don't want to see women have stories. What? Seriously. Wow, was Has that there ever been a female show? I mean, guys like looking at women, but they don't want to hear them talk. I love how the <laughs> porn star shooting a Western film is a story. Like, that's too much of an in-depth storyline. Yes. Is that what they're insinuating? Yes. Who knows? Wow, that's yeah, that's incredible. way too deep of an adventure. That's why Spike said they wanted that's a, nothing to do with that. Wow. I mean, is that... Well, if she was, was going to Harvard, I bet you'd be different. But yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't want yeah. that either. Well, and actually, I pitched a show about a group of, like, 24-year-old Americans who were running a youth hostel in Panama. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these kids are having the freaking time of their lives. They're running a business, but they're getting shit-faced every night. They're meeting Amazing. people from all over the world. They're sleeping around. What fun. And they're down there in this tropical paradise. And MTV said, our audience doesn't want to watch people with jobs. What? I'm like, but it's the best job in the world. No, 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 no. You know? That's, that doesn't make any sense. I know. <laughs> that makes no sense. And apparently they make the Jersey Shore kids get jobs, even though everybody knows they're multimillionaires. That's, uh, that's absurd. And they never yeah. actually work at the jobs, says so, my wife, because I don't actually watch the show. I don't know. What oh, I yeah, know. I wouldn't know. Don't I don't either. Me. No, never heard of no. it. No. I have no idea. Uh. No, 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 no. Wait, so people with jobs, but... Yeah. Well, that's what they said, you know, back in Pons, 2006. Pawn stars and all the, you know, that now it's like, you know, those people. Well, this was jobs. MTV's, what they said was, at the yeah. time. That was the Tropical Island show Yeah. that they didn't like. <laughs> I know. What are they, Coco Nuts? <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh! Jeez. Yee. This guy is twice as hot here now. Wow. Woo! Hot. It's hot. Wow. 
This is why we're in reality <laughs> TV, my friends, and not comedy. Yeah. Not why, why we're not writers. <laughs> well, Jesus, writers. Okay. Uh, uh, Tony, there's a rumor going around. Uh-oh. The bomb shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know and uh, have hung out with one Eddie Vedder. That is true. It is true. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I'll tell you that he would not be a good reality TV star. Really? Because he speaks way too slowly. How, how slowly? <laughs> yeah. About like that. Really? And obviously he is a charismatic singer and charismatic on stage. Sure. But that sort of, you know, heavy, deep introspection. It only happens with... Not, the, good, like, on, not good on TV. Only happens while the guitar is strumming. Yeah, I so think so. afterwards, just like... <laughs> seemed just like at a, at a table, just like drinking, just like staring. Yeah, know, I think... Being, being, being non... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, years ago, when Pearl Jam was kind of just starting, I, I was dating a guy who realized that he was best friends with Eddie Vedder in high school, and they had lost touch when Eddie moved to Seattle. And he oh. says, hey, have you heard of this band Pearl Jam? I'm like, uh, yeah, they're uh, huge. <laughs> no, this was after 10 had come out, okay? I mean, they were pretty big. And he's like, well, I want to get in touch with him. And I'm like, well, it might be a little hard now as he is a major rock star. Right. But producer... Producer, big time Hollywood producer Tony Gallagher. Yes. I said, here's what we'll do. We'll call his management company. We'll find out the name of the secretary. We'll call the secretary, tell her the story. We'll send the secretary a letter in her name mm. so that she could personally deliver a letter to Eddie Vedder. Unbelievable. Which apparently she did because we started getting crank calls from someone we didn't know who it was, but we eventually realized it was Eddie Vedder. He crank was crank Are you us. serious? Yeah. I don't know why. Never found out. <laughs> But I did help this guy and Eddie that's Vedder incredible. reunite, and the guy now lives in Seattle, and they're great, great buddies. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Great story. And when we broke up, the song Nothing Man was written about my relationship. What? I'm the bolt of lightning. He cursed the day he let it go. <laughs> I caught a bolt of lightning. Cursed the day he let it go. You know, when I go, heard it here first. When I yes. go to my grave, it will not be, you know, big time Hollywood producer on that gravestone. It will be bolt of lightning. He cursed the day he let it go. That's a great. He really yeah. uh It's a great thing he to He really be. liked you. I only yeah. met him one time, but it was it was quite an eventful night. There was peeing off balconies, there was rock peeing star weed. Peeing each other. <laughs> 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 it was peeing everywhere. Seattle in the 90s, anything goes. Anything goes. Pee in my flannel. <laughs> no, get Very this. Very absorbent. <laughs> I, after, the, after a concert, it was San Diego. After a concert in, in San Diego, we drove uh, to the hotel. Myself, Jack, a.k.a. Nothing Man. He would later become Nothing Man. And Eddie Vedder's in the back of my car. We stop at 7-Eleven to get some beer. And I get some Bartles and James wine coolers, mm -hmm. as you do. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, um, I have Eddie Vedder in my car, and I'm buying my own wine coolers? Like, what is this about? That's ridiculous. You know? Shaw. Yeah. And then we go Eddie, to... give me a 20, bro. Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get gank of money. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much money. I mean, let's do this. Spend your money on me. <laughs> well, I wasn't asking for a lot of money. I was just asking you for a four-pack of Barles yeah, and James. And maybe some car nuts. Come on. <laughs> yeah. He did not buy it for you. No, he didn't reimburse he, you. He may have stayed in the car to avoid, you know, being spotted at the 7-Eleven. Yeah, no kidding, right? 
in San Diego. Now, did you touch him in any intimate ways? I did not, but Damn I do have a picture Tony. of him smiling. Oh, that's good. Oh. Which not a lot of people have. Wait, with with you or just smiling? Just well, smiling. here's the thing. My boyfriend and Eddie got high on Rockstar weed, which is what Eddie called it. He said, be careful with that. It's Rockstar weed. <laughs> <laughs> they got Yikes. so high, and I'm taking pictures of the two of them, and Eddie takes a picture of me and the boyfriend, but I didn't want to be like that dork who was like, now get a picture of me and Eddie. So I am clearly at the scene in these pictures. I am posing with the same surfboard, you know. Yeah. But I don't have a picture with him. Oh, I see. I don't believe it. I don't. All made up. <laughs> That's that amazing, joke didn't, I'm, that... I'm over everything. Oh, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> but on the first take, cheese was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, know. I, I kill. kill. I Best kill. stuff ever. And I now, kill. Yeah. My rhythm's <laughs> off. <laughs> I did have a really good joke, though, in the first take. I don't know if it will work now, because you were asking about what reality TV... TV hath wrought from the beginning. Did I see where it was going? Do you want me to set you up again? And how it was going to become things like Jersey Shore. Do you right. want me to set you... You want to try to reenact oh, it? I don't remember how it was set up, though. Yeah, it could go failures. Let's see what happens. Okay. All right, we got nothing to lose. Okay. Tony, in your opinion, how has reality TV progressed throughout the years? I mean, obviously, it's a lot different than the original real-world Housewives and Jersey Shore now with the Kardashians. It seems, I mean, a lot of people call it trash TV. Yeah. Train wreck TV, I have and okay. do on the big level. Is it still going in that direction or are we changing well, gears? I was proud of it back in the day, I have to say, but sometimes I am a little disturbed at what it has become, especially with all these celebrities who are famous for no reason. Mm. And I was thinking last night, as I knew I was going to be talking to you guys, that if I could go back in time and change the future, I would kill Snooki's parents. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I second that notion. And you said I wouldn't kill Hitler, and I said, no, we learned something from the Holocaust. The order is, the order is Hitler, then Snooki. Yes. I'm saying Snooki, then Hitler. Oh, okay. Well, priorities. Yes. Priorities. Yes. Or what if you were like to switch the two? Ooh. Idea. Ooh, now. Rally show. Hitler, charismatic <laughs> character. I'm thinking. Yeah. Might have been good on TV. I'm thinking, okay, hold on. New scripted series. Hitler and Snooki hook up, reproduce. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think that would be like, yeah. It's like a little Mussolini mixed in. It's with like the... something robotic and we don't want to know. It's like, you seen that movie Splice? <laughs> I haven't. Thank God. I don't want to know. Anyway, maybe we didn't need to revisit all of that. I might be able to cut something together. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have a little housekeeping work to do. There's a girl that works at Lighthearted Entertainment by the name of Amy. I told her about Wicked Happy Fun Time. Okay. And I said, what you need to do is write us a review. We need a star rating and a review. She says, I'm on it. What do I get for doing it? I said, well, we give away t-shirts usually, but you know what? I'll write you, I'll write you a poem. How about that? And she's like, I love it. So she goes to her desk, wrote us a review, give us a star rating. Yeah. And so now I have to do a poem. So, right. so on the way here, I wrote something in the car. Okay. And I picked out a track. Uh, that's on my iPhone. So what I'm going to do now is attempt something that will probably be horrific. Like really oh, I'm bad. I'm very excited though. But what I'm going to do. Worse than some of the You know, jokes. I was supposed to do a poem as well, but we'll let you do it. See, what you guys don't know is <laughs> I did all those bad jokes to make this look actually decent. Okay. Ooh. I'm going to play the track. Clever. 
and then read the rap that I wrote on my iPhone on the way here. Gotcha. Are you ready? I'm ready for this. Let's Get make it. this happen. Cheese, if I, you will. I figure it's a good... Ex like, originally I was just going to do like a cheesy poem, but I decided to drop a beat to it. Oh, but that's in the, perfect. But in the future, folks, if this isn't a complete disaster, whatever you want to do star rating-wise and a review on iTunes, much appreciated. And, of course, the email, wickedhappyfuntime at gmail.com, which sometimes we, we forget, forget to, we tell forget to people, say. Yes. But now, here's this. <laughs> All right. You it too can it. have one of these if you write a review. Oh, he's got it all. You got it all written out, and it's all. He okay. wrote it in the car. That's how much yeah, your yeah. loving care went. Yeah, he wrote it in the car. He was typing on his computer while driving. Yeah, not safe. Oh. <laughs> oh my God! I'm embarrassed already. Hold this on. Be amazing. Hold I can't on. Wait. Hold on. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here Dude. we go. I have no shame, and. Got a friend named Amy who works in TV. Spits out ideas like a fountain. It's all about the reality. Developing magic is her game. Christian too, don't you see? But although Sunday is for Jesus, Saturday is for UFC. The girl does not like clowns. But that doesn't mean that she frowns. That, that's, that's all I got. That's, that's right. Cheese. She doesn't like bananas and apples either, but that's... Uh, that was wicked happy fun. Put his soul out there. Put soul out there, folks. That mm -hmm. was amazing. Uh, there you go, Amy. Thank you for the review. If anybody else... Uh, Are you trying to scare people away from writing reviews by I doing that? I don't know what that was. No, that was... Maybe a t-shirt is a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't work. Oh, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, we got no response. You got to try it. You got to try everything. All right, so let's turn the gain a little back down. Okay, Um, you brought a cassette tape. I did. What's on it? <laughs> it is a phone message from Eddie Vedder. Circa is this a, is one of those, 94. Is it one of the crank calls? No. No. This is oh. actually a lengthy message. He was about to go on a European tour, I think. Oh, this is going to be unbelievable. It's pretty slow going, so you may want to edit it down. Now, now who, is, who is he calling? He is calling myself and Jack, who would later become Nothing Man. Okay, so he's, he's calling both of you guys. He's yeah. addressing you as a couple. He is. And uh, what's the overall sentiment of the call? Uh, the sentiment is that he uh, was about to go on a European tour. Um, he, he mocks me for liking to take pictures so much. And you do love pictures. I do love pictures. Yeah. Number one scrapbooker. You'll oh, there we go. <laughs> you'll hear Eddie Vedder mocking me for my pictures. Oh, and you'll hear a cryptic reference to that he had a good time in Boston. My old boyfriend Jack went out and met him in Boston not long after Kurt Cobain died. And Eddie makes a reference to how it's been a tough time lately. Ooh. Really? Mm -hmm. We're getting some... And then let me just say this for the last words, and I forgot about this until years later and a friend quoted it to me. He ends with a Lenny Kravitz quote. Wow, really? I'll just leave it at that. All right, I'm very so excited. This is this is going to be great. Uh, here's the catch: we do not have a tape player in the bomb shelter. We need to go out to my car uh, and play the tape there. We're going to bring our whole recording studio <laughs> with us. We should sign off now, and then we'll just end with Eddie. We'll end with Eddie. So thank you so like much it. for listening, Tony. Tony, it's been a very 
Great pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. We are so excited about Thunderstroke Part 9 coming up. Bowling is back. Is it our ninth season? Tony is on our bowling team. This is Thunderstroke. Fantastic. I am Zvinner. It's going to be Zip on. We, uh, we want you back on the show before. I will be sure to fuck up the first recording again, just so we can spend <laughs> no more time way. with you. Okay, well, we will talk bowling on the next uh, next show. Done. Excellent. So thank you for listening, and enjoy Eddie, Eddie Vedder's voice. Be good to each other. And here's Eddie. Hello, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's Eddie Vedder calling. Um, look, I'm leaving the country for a while, and uh, when I get back, I'll... Uh, I'll be getting pictures and going through pictures and I'll send you some pictures because you know what? I know you love pictures. Um, that's fine. I don't relate, but, um, you know, whatever. It's good to get off on you. <laughs> I'm just kidding, y'all. You know that. Um, I had a great time in Boston. It was really exciting. And uh, uh, I think uh, for everyone, it was a way to uh, enjoy life at, at a time when uh, life could have brought us down. Um, take care. My best to you both. Um, have a good summer, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you like midway through it. Uh, good luck with what you're doing. Hope work is okay, and 